can we cuss in this podcast? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say those bastards, the Timbers, dude. They ain't they, you know, he got a, I think he had a concussion against them. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of MLS Now Podcast. I am your host, David. Last episode, I focused on a team from the Eastern Conference, Orlando City Football Club. If you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. David Valentine joined me with great info on the club. Today, I'll be focusing on a Western Conference team, the Seattle Sounders. Joining me today to talk about the Sounders is a friend of mine, a huge Seattle Sounders fan. He recently got season tickets for next year. I actually met him through uh, Twitter, which was pretty funny. We were both defending the MLS because there's a lot of haters out there against the league for some reason. Rodrigo, amigo, how are you doing today? Hey, good, good. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for coming. I know we've been planning this for like weeks now. Yeah, no, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's get right into it, man, because the MLS is about to end. It's an exciting season. So there's like four or five games left in the season, depending on the team you support. I know some teams have some games in hand. Um Let's be honest, Rodrigo. We know LAFC is taking the supporter shield. Yeah, unfortunately, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like 16 points away from like second place. Uh, and that's like you guys, Seattle Sounders. Yeah, by a thread. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's interesting, man. That we have five games, I think. We have two games at home. Uh, we, we play, uh, yeah, I believe we go to Dallas and then... We play at home, the last game at home here against Minnesota. So the next game is this Sunday against the Red Bulls. Yeah, so, so like, uh, like, like I mentioned, I mean, 16 points ahead. After that, let, let's let's forget LAFC. They're, they're in the playoffs. But uh-huh. from second place all the way down to seventh place, which is the last playoff, it is crazy how close they are. They are either one, two, or three points separating each other. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that, that's crazy. That's the Seattle Sounders, who are currently in second place, are just like, for example, three points away from Dallas, who's in seventh place. Yep, that's it. That's, it. that's right. Uh, we're uh, three points away from seventh, so we're basically a loss away from missing the playoffs. If you know, if they, this kind of you know situation holds up till the end of the season, anything could happen, bro. That, that's, that's a crazy. crazy. That's a crazy season, though. Like that's this is one of like the most exciting seasons we've had. Yeah, for a for a parody league, even even for you know they say oh the MLS about parody and all this, but I don't know, I, I don't think I ever seen it like this close. So uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So, as a Seattle Sounders fan, how do you see the season so far? How has it been? Well, um, the reason I asked because we talked we talked two weeks ago, and you basically told me the team was like done, the coach wasn't coming back, it didn't look that good. Yeah, I was I was down on him, but you know, so we had a, a really bad run of form. Then uh, we won two games while playing really badly too. So we won two games in a row. We played in Portland. We won that. Won the Cascadia Cup at their place. Screw those guys. And then we uh, <laughs> the next game over here was the uh, the four uh, three against LA Galaxy, Galaxy. right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I started the season started, I was kind of. You know, I wasn't really, didn't have my hopes up, you know, because I know that LAFC and, you know, I, th- those teams just look, you know, they were stacked up. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, we'll make the playoffs and everything. But we started really well. So I guess, you know, that kind, that kind of stuff makes you, it brings you false hope because you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe we can compete at the top, whatever. 
but that you know that went away real quick after like four or five games and after that you know it's just been really up and down you know the, the i truly believe that i mean i love branch Metzer. he's you know he's a seattle guy he's all about the sounders man he he's been he's been with the team probably longer than i've been alive but um you know i and i think he's a great coach and everything and i would like i would love to eat humble pie but i don't think he can get the sounders to uh to a top place again you know like i don't think he yeah. he um you know people have surpassed him in the league other managers i mean he's he's done a decent job since he took over you know football's about you know it, it evolves the sport you know it moves on yeah. yeah and i think uh i just don't believe that he's moved on with uh with the rest of the league and you know i feel really bad for saying that because like i said i love the guy you know i, I sing his name every game you know brian schmerzer's uh rave green army but uh the guy you know i think he um he needs to either maybe uh coaching staff or make some changes but I don't know. I don't think I don't think that he can get us back up there. But you know, he'll keep us competing. You know, and and it's really hard to, to um, criticize because here in Seattle, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Arsenal fan. I've been an Arsenal fan since '98, and you know, the Premier League is completely different. You know, there's a oh, lot yeah. of criticism. You know, the fans there's over there more pressure. are more thick-skinned. Yeah, and you know, and the criticism is just heavier. Over here, I feel like if you say something negative about a player or coach, people don't take it as well. So I'm yeah. like, you know, reluctant to say it. But lately, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna say it. I don't care what people think. You know, I mean, I'll, we're all friends, we're all buddies. They they respect my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, if without pressure, you know, they get comfortable and and I, I don't know. It's just teams don't teams don't move move forward. You know, they get stuck, they get stale. You know, and and I think that's where we're at. So now that you mentioned, there's there's actually and you were right. Five games left for the Sounders against the Red Bulls, Dallas, DC United, and Earthquakes, and Minnesota. Out of the five that I just mentioned, the three that stand out the most, FC Dallas, who's three points behind, Earthquakes, who's two points behind, and Minnesota, who's one point behind. Which, by the way, while you and I are talking right now, those three teams are currently playing, so it all can change tomorrow. Yeah, I think the, uh, I mean, every game, basically, if, if we have a full strength team on Sunday, I mean, I think the Red Bulls game, you know, I think we can we can get that one. Then we go to Dallas. No, actually, you guys play uh, at home versus Dallas. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, we play at home, yeah, home to Dallas. So, I don't know. That's it's hard plus. to say, man. I don't, I don't want to be optimistic, but we have to get these points. You know what I mean? We yeah, have to otherwise. Yeah, especially at home, exactly. We dropped we dropped points at home, and it's, it's you know, that's where, where we are in the situation right now. And so we got to get these points at home because then we go to DC United. That's your guys's, right? Yes, sir. You guys come here and then you visit Earthquakes yeah. as well. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, I think they're, uh, I think they're gonna get those points right there. So, yeah, the the, the games at home are vital. Uh, that's yeah. nine points at home. Yeah, yeah. Al Al Almeida has the Earthquakes playing great, man. Oh no, he's he turned him around in in the season, man. Like that, I was saying to somebody the other day. That's. You know, it's probably off the off the subject, but I was just mentioning it real quick. That I was like, he would be great for the men's national team, man, because oh, yeah. just the way that oh, he yeah. turned the the earthquakes around. But yeah, that's that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I thought about it while well, I saw the uh, the U.S. play Mexico and Uruguay. I'm like, Almeida would be so good for this young club. Because let's be mm -hmm. honest, the the future of the of the national team is very young. Yeah, and you know he don't really conform to what the you know he would just do his own thing. He wouldn't care what they you know like no this this is what I'm doing this is what we're gonna do and 
you know, he sticks to his plan and, and what he does is philosophy and that's how he gets teams to succeed, man. So, uh, and it's great for him, especially because the U.S. has one good thing that many other leagues don't have. And it's, they're very patient with the coaches. Um, in other yeah. leagues, as you know, you come in, you lose five games. Literally, your first five games, you're out. Yeah, you're out. Uh, you see that in England a lot, on the lower teams in England. Exactly. So he would be great. But, um, you know, the Earthquakes are playing great. So you guys visit them, and then you guys end the season at home versus Minnesota. Minnesota decision day. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think those the nine points at home are vital. We probably get, I'll say, seven maybe. Minnesota, we can we can get a draw against them. Well, I mean, they're a really good team. Good news for you. Minnesota's currently losing right now. But no, it's 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 gonna be a great ending to to the season. And uh, Seattle Sounders, those games at home, it's vital because if they drop any of those games at home, and for me, that's it. Like they're done. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Basically, yeah. No, I mean, DC United. How how are DC United doing? How I mean, how what do you think about it? How are you feeling about them? Oh, DC United, man. Um, since Rooney announced his departure, they've honestly has fallen a bit. Yeah, I know. You guys were flying high at the start, huh? And it just kind of grew cold and stuff. Yeah, he, there's a good team, but he's leaving. Luciano Acosta might be leaving, and it's it's going to be a mess over here at the end of the season. See, that's what's bad about all these announcements during the season because that brings the morale down in the team. That's why, you know, it just must be sad for everybody, like the team, the players, the fans. That's rough, man, to know that oh, what's yeah. going to happen to your team. So, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Are you confident that you can get three points against the Sounders at home? If Lodero plays uh, with those assists he's been given lately, no. <laughs> no, but so, right. talk, talking about that, talking about that, there's three players I want to mention to you from the Sounders that, for me, have been great this season. Uh, Lodero, this year, he's been very underrated. He has 12 assists and five goals. You got to be happy yeah. with the guy. He's producing. He's, he's, he's doing what he was uh, basically brought to, to do. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think, you know, and, and I think the only reason that he's not been as, as productive as maybe he could have better uh, stats is because mm -hmm. sometimes the formation, I don't know. I just sometimes I see him, uh, you know, just fighting in the midfield and just isolated and he'll lose the ball a lot because he's trying to do too much. So but when he like, for example, at the start of the season, he had Victor uh, Rodriguez, you know, you got um, well, Christian Roldan, too. Those guys would stay compact, then Smith would join them, and it was just flowing, you know. They would just, they were destroying teams left and right, but, you know, Victor got injured, you know, the formation keeps changing, and sometimes he uh, he just needs somebody uh, close to him, you know, like yeah. a more compact midfield where he can function a little better because he's not a big guy, but he does you know, it doesn't mean he gets bullied off the ball, but I think he tries to do too much. Like, he wants to carry the team, and that's where you know he uh, he starts losing the ball, and it's not the guy's fault. I mean, I would I would think that if the team would have stayed fit through the whole season, his stats would be off the roof. You know, he's oh, yeah. a beast. Oh yeah, the the, the yeah, other guy is uh, um, Ra Raul Ruiz Diaz, who has Raul. been killing it. I mean, he has started in 15 games, 11 goals and three assists. That's a great percentage of goals right there for 15 games. Yeah, the. Can we cuss in this podcast? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say those bastards, the Timbers, dude. They, they, you know, he got. A, I think he had a concussion against them. The game they beat us here in Seattle. Uh, man, he uh, he missed. He had a couple misses that were just 
I mean, we should have got him that game. And that was that was the most frustrating game of the season. But he was out for about four or five games um, after that after that match. And so he's you know he hasn't played like as much as we were all hoping, but he's still got eleven goals, huh? That's yeah, the oh, guy yeah. he's uh he's just a poacher, man. He's he's the classic, you know, poacher. He's always yeah. in the right spot. He'll miss a lot, but he'll also al- almost guarantee you a goal every game. Oh yeah. The the other guy that I wanna to talk to you about is um and I think we can both or actually anybody who watches the MLS can be happy for this guy, is uh Jordan Morris. I'm really happy for the guy. He's back. Um, the kid has always had potential. Unfortunately, he had the uh, ACL torn last year. He missed the whole season. He, he's getting better. Eight goals, six assists. The dude is crazy fast. He has a great future for you guys. The last couple seasons, uh, was it the, the year after we won the, the league, he, um, oh, he didn't score as many goals. He played. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, he underperformed then. The season after that is when they went to uh, El Salvador and he got the ACL. Yeah. So he was out. And this year, he's just, I think he's got a lot more composure. You know, like that goal he he scored against the late. He has so much time to think about it. And sometimes players, you know, they have all this time to think about what am I going to do. That's when they choke, you know. But he just, he had time. He had speed. And he just placed the ball right there in the corner. And it was beautiful. I was right behind. I was right behind the that goal right there and that was that was an awesome game yeah that game against the galaxy he was quality man he had it he's he's a he's yeah i'm so happy for him as well i'm and happy for, for jordan and for such a sh- short guy he's tough yeah no he is he's he is you know but he's quick oh super he's quick. He's, he's, how tall is he what's his I, he doesn't strike me as very short because i mean uh, we got a bunch of shorties dude we got raul christian nico Victor, yeah, little Spaniard, we're that's all we got a short team. <laughs> so, so, so talking about that, man. Um, because I mean, I keep I try to keep up with every team because you know I, in this podcast I try to um comment on every team. <laughs> the Sounders, for me, they don't have a problem scoring. I mean, you guys are third in the West for most goals. I think the problem that you guys have is defensively. You guys have allowed forty-five goals, so you can't. Oh, yeah. you can't score forty-six goals in one season and let your defense. Uh, let in 45 goals. If I'm a striker, I'm furious, dude. I'm mad. You guys, I mean, how do you guys see it? Do you guys think the defense needs to step it up or do you guys think the reinforcements to come in? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. We, uh, everybody, you know, we realize that the, the defense is terrible, you know. I mean, they, we got good players. I just don't think we've gelled. Like, for example, you know, last year we had Torres and, and Chad Marshall. And, yeah. you know, that was that was solid. That was a solid par- partnership. Then, um, you know, Torres... He lost his play to Kim. Then Kim and uh, Chad Marshall had a good thing going. Then Chad retired. Then we had uh, Arriaga. He came in, and I don't think they just maybe it's a language barrier. You know, they. I mean, you know, defenses take time to to gel. You know, and yeah. And that partnership is not is not the greatest. Then we have you know like we don't really have any depth. Like I think Johnny Campbell, he's he's terrible. Like that guy, I've seen him in Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I I go to Tacoma to the Defiance games, the you know, and, and yeah. even at that level, the guy, the guy just hasn't performed at all. And so, yeah, I mean, we need to reinforce or at least we need to get at least one more guy in to replace uh, Chad Marshall. And I think Torres might be leaving too. So I was going to ask you about, about Torres because, I mean, um, for those who don't know, uh, Roman Torres is currently serving a 10 match suspension for violating the MLS um, substance abuse policy. Um, do you see him coming yeah. back? 
I don't think so. So he would be back at the season too. He's gonna be back. He should September. be back in the season. Yep, September thirtieth or something like that. Oh, so he'll be back for the last for the earthquakes game. Yep. I mean, he's he hasn't he hasn't even been able to be around the team activities. Like that's part of the suspension. So I don't think he's gonna play anymore, man. I think we might see might have seen the last of him. For those who don't know. When the MLS suspends you on a substance abuse policy, you cannot go to training, you cannot go to the facility, you cannot go to the games, you cannot go to the events, you cannot have communication with the club, with the staff, or with the players at all. You're basically like banned from everything and your suspension is over. Yep, he's been hitting up the local gyms and people be, you know, like see him there all the time. And go, hey, Roman, you know, because he's staying active. But I mean, when you haven't been around the the club, the team, your your you know teammates around the training ground, you're not gonna be able to just come right back in, you know. No matter how yeah. much you're needed, you know, it would take time for him to get match fit again. And oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see him again. If we go deep in the playoffs, maybe, but if we uh, if we're out in the early rounds, yeah, I think no. we saw the last one. It was against Portland at home. That yeah. was his last match. Let's say they make the playoffs. How do you see your team in the playoffs? Well, if we if we get a high seed and we play at home, I can see us going far. We're not we're not the best away from home, so I guess it all depends, you know, and who who we're playing. I I definitely don't want to see Portland again. I don't want to want to play Portland even if it's a home or away. I don't care. I mean, I would like to see us against Minnesota. You know, if we play Minnesota at home, if we can get these points and secure a home spot. You know, but once we get to uh, either San Jose or the LA teams, yeah, I think we're gonna have a hard, we're gonna, we're gonna have a, a tough time. Yeah, yeah, man. The the Sounders in the playoffs turn into a different team. Um, let's let's yeah. see how the season ends. Uh, should be an exciting season ending to watch. As an MLS fan, this is one of the most exciting seasons, like I said, that we've had, and uh, we should be excited to see the ending. Um, and just catch up on, on all the games that are left because even the East as well, it's very close. So changing subjects, uh, still with the Seattle Sounders, but there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I know you have a little more info than I do. On my first episode, I commented on the MLS anti-political policy that has not been well-received by the majority of fans. And I know that Portland Timbers fans and the Sounders fans have been the most outspoken fans about it. I, made, I yep. mentioned on my first episode of problem that they were having with some of the um, fascist groups over there. And I know that, you know, they were causing problems, they were starting fights. And I actually received some feedback, you know, not so good, letting me know that wasn't I wasn't well informed on it. You're there, you're talking to the fans. Can you tell us a little bit of what's going on over there with it? Yeah, I kind of I remember that episode. I thought you were pretty spot on. You know, you didn't go into detail, but yeah, no, it was um, you know, after the uh, I guess the there was an anti-fascist, anti-racist, always Seattle flag flown, mm-hmm. and you know, and then somebody complained about it. You know, saying oh Antifa, blah blah blah, uh, and then you know the Iron Front logo came out, and it was just like a. I think people were complaining about this, you know, other season ticket holders that were, you know, outside of ECS that they just, they're not cool with that. So, but Seattle, the, I mean, the Sounders, sorry, the Sounders were, you know, they're like, well, no, you know, uh, they, they can fly those flags. So, but then I think right after that is when the league came out with that, uh, that ban. The week after that, the league made their position known. That's when um, the Proud Boys showed up at the game. 
you know, there was a bunch of little Nazi dudes out there starting crap. You know, they punched the they punched the fan. You know, they uh, interrupted the march. They charged the the capo. You know, and he, uh, you know, just basically they got overrun. But it was just a really nervy, really you know tense situation. Uh, I guess they left through the game because there was no issues after the game, as far as I know. But yeah, no, I mean, I I like it that you know the the, the these groups of fans, the Timbers Army and the ECS, you know, but we stand together with this. Like this is people have been retweeting Timbers Army and vice versa, whatever. And this is something that united the fan bases because I think it's a you know it's a it's it's a good cause to have in common. You know, it's not a it's not politics. I hate it when people say. Oh, it's keep politics out of soccer, out of football, whatever. But it's not. This is a human decency issue, you know. And then you got all these groups rising up. You got fascist groups. You got the Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer, all these groups, you know, getting yeah. bigger and growing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with denouncing it. Why oh, yeah. would the MLS take up this position to, you know, oh, both sides are, are you know, we want both sides. We want to keep, keep uh, stay out of politics. But that basically, that's a dog whistle for them to say that they can feel comfortable at the games and start showing their um, their bigotry at the games, you know, start calling people names. There was a, a situation in, what was it, uh, Utah uh, the other day, the, the women's, mm-hmm. where one of the players got racially abused. I think it's only going to get worse, you know. And, um, yeah, sorry if the timeline wasn't accurate. That's how I remember it started this year. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we should give up on it, man. I don't think that supporters groups should start doing you know things that actually affect mls you know nothing against the clubs you know they're just following i guess they're following orders but mls has to get you know they have to take a they have to change their stances man come on and, and that's what i was going to ask you um what's for example h- how do you see this ending because i mean the timbers when i watched the timbers face the sounders a couple of weeks ago and those 30 minutes of silence that stadium was quiet and then everybody bringing their flags um, and I said it on the first episode, I do not consider the iron front flag a political symbol. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody who is anti-fascist and you should be anti-fascist would be would agree that that flag should be allowed to be brought to the stadium. Because I honestly, racism is not welcome in their stadiums at all or in our lives or in this world. I don't think MLS is going to change unless they get hit where they, you know, where it hurts them. Like, I, I know that after that, the Sanders game in, in Portland, uh, Merritt Paulson, uh, that's the Timbers owner, mm-hmm. he, I heard, you know, I read that uh, he went off on the supporters, on the somebody from the Timbers, Timbers Army, blaming them for the result because they were <laughs> Yeah, he went off on them and, you know, and I don't think they're going to, they're going to keep this going until, you know, something drastic happens. I think the supporters groups need to get together and, you know, either boycott games or uh, I think Portland is what they're doing is they're not buying anything. Yeah, at the stadium. Same, same, same with ECS. Yeah, no, yeah. you know, not spending money at the stadium, and that hits them hard. You know, that's, oh, that's yeah. money in their pockets. So, but I mean, it has to be something substantial for the MLS to be like, all right, you know, we give in, we give up. Oh, yeah. All right. That that being said, uh, thank you for explaining it a bit to to the listeners because I know they wanted to know more. Um, I, I appreciate it. Before I let you go, because I know we're running um, short on time, uh, who do you think would take it all this year? Uh, I hate to say it, man. LAFC. Charlie Candle, bro. Charlie Candle. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's the best player in the league. Not Slatan. It's, it's Carlos Vela, man. And that was my next question, actually. Who's better, Slatan or Vela? 
you know, Slatan is, I just seen him, I just saw him play, you know, right in front of me, and the guy just kind of stands around, throws his weight around, he kind of walks until the ball goes close to him, then he sprints and he scores, but that's, that's about okay, it. you know, yeah, I mean, I think Carlos is more, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got a better, he's more of an entertainer, you know, he, he plays hard, he runs, you know, he can do a lot of things that, you know, just people are not used to seeing here, you know, from local players. So, yeah, no, I think Carlos Bella. All right. Well, Rodrigo, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you'll be back in the future for other episodes because um, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, good luck to you guys. Good luck to the Sounders in the season. Yeah, no, thank you very much, man. Good luck to you, DC United as well. Thank you. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of to another episode. Sorry. Remember to follow me, MLS Now Podcast, on Twitter, Instagram. Let me know what you think. Send me all your feedback. If there's anything you guys want to hear me talk about, let me know. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify as well.